is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Kenji Cataldo. I'm Suyuno Amos. Each week, we'll be talking story with grassroots community organizers at the forefront of progressive movements for change in Hawaii. Over this series, we're featuring the 30 grantees who received community-raised funds through the Hawaii People's Fund this year. It's our biggest cohort to date, and we're so excited to share their stories with you. Today, we're speaking with Ova Saopeng, a member of Tiada Productions. Tiada Productions partnered with HPF grantee, the Micronesian Health Advisory Coalition, to create Masters of the Currents a community-based theater production about the experiences of Micronesian youth navigating life in Hawaii. Micronesian Health Advisory Coalition and Tiara Productions' intention is that these performances and activities will bring greater insight to the issues behind the story, internally for the Micronesian community and externally for the public audiences. Ova joined us remotely from Los Angeles, where he's based. We're speaking with Ova Sao Peng, who worked on Masters of the Currents, which is a play produced by Tiara Productions. Ova, can you introduce yourself and tell us about Masters of the Currents? Sure. Aloha and sabaydi. My name is uh, Ova Sao Peng. I am a theater artist based in Los Angeles with a company called Tiara Productions. Like, hey, we're going to check out the Tiara. We're going to see what they're doing over there. They're acting all that, eh? Um, and um, I was raised and uh, I was born in Laos uh, as, and came as a refugee and I was raised in Hawaii. Grew up in Kalihi. Woo-hoo! That's right. And um, I have been doing theater arts and creating work uh, as a theater artist. Uh, we do a lot of what we call ensemble-based work with community. And Masters of the Currents is one of those plays in which we work with communities to uplift um, the Micronesian community. And so we would do interviews and story circles, connecting with the community. And then with those, with that content, with that information, we then come together. And what makes Tiara and what we do stand out is that we really work with and alongside the community in developing the work. So Masters of the Currents is a play about uh, three Micronesian youth who uh, are discovering the challenges coming to the United States and specifically to Hawaii um, and balancing kind of what their culture is and their ancestry is to what is currently going on in the modern life in Hawaii. That's Masters of the Currents. So Ova, you're with Tiara Productions, but this was also a collaboration with the Micronesian Health Advisory Coalition, right? Can you, uh, that is correct. can you tell us about that collaboration? Yes. So uh, as an artist, one of the things that was uh, that initiated this project for myself is that being from Hawaii, Tiara has, has been doing a lot of work uh, with communities and specifically with refugee and immigrant communities nationally, uh, but mostly on the continent. Because we're based in L.A., we work with Laotian communities, we work with uh taxi drivers who come from all over the world. Um, and one of, the, uh, one of the sparks and inspirations for us was uh, both my partner, the founding artistic director of the company of Tiara, her name is Leilani Chan. She's also from Hawaii, 
we both regularly visit Hawaii and go back to Hawaii. In one of our visits uh, back home, I realized that there was this community in my my old neighborhood of like, oh, well, who are, who are these folks, you know? And I'm pretty good with languages, so I'm listening in and I'm thinking, oh, that's not Tagalog, that's not Ilocano, that's not, what is that? And so I was curious, and so I went and, and asked uh, a, a stranger, a person there, and they said they were from the Marshall Islands. And I was like, Marshall Islands, where's that? And so that's where, for me, was the initial realization that, oh, wow, there's, there's this new community here with all these beautiful floral dresses that are out there. And I'm like, well, I, I've never seen this community. So as, I, as we learn more about that, we connected with one very important person in the community by the name, uh, who is also part of our cast now, Inocenta Sound Hiku, who is from Chuk. Um, from the Federated States of Micronesia. And through that connection, uh, and, and uh, Innocenta is also on the board of Micronesian Health Advisory Council. And so because of that, um, we started to talk and in our conversations as an artist, as well as uh, Innocenta as a community member, realized was, there was this tension going on in Hawaii. And and specifically towards the Micronesian community. And we're like, well, what's going on with this? And one thing that in our conversations and what we realized was how growing up in Hawaii and also the the image of what Hawaii is, is that it's the aloha state, right? Aloha, the, the land of love. We're, we're, we're welcoming to everyone. It is a, a mixture of people. And then to hear that in the news and in schools, the Micronesian community was being looked down upon, having such negative, uh, they were just being oppressed by, by everyone. And so I'm just like, what is going on here? And so in that investigation and talking with Innocenta, we started to really delve into, well, what's the reason why this is happening? And through that connection, we started to learn and develop more about what was going on in Hawaii and the Micronesian community. And so that's where, through that, we expanded our network. And I, I, I'm going to tell you a funny story. So what happened was that, so we're going in there. Yay, we're artists. We're going to work with Micronesians. Woohoo! yeah. And you get Micronesian, right? And then they tell us, I, I don't want to be called Micronesian. So this is one of our first realizations. I don't want to be called. I was like, what do you mean you don't want to be called Micronesian? You get Micronesia. And they're like, oh, no. I'm from Yap. I'm from Chuk. I'm from the Marshall Islands. And then, you know, and so the identity aspect of it, most people don't know. And so it's just, you just label everyone as that, right? And they're like, no, because my, and, and even the word micro, I never knew this until we started to work with the community, became a derogatory term. And so a lot of the kids who we worked with, because we worked with high school kids, uh, middle school kids, um, the community as well, and realizing how there was just a lot of cultural clashes um, that was happening. Um, and so those were some of the layers of uh, challenges that we heard from the community. <laughs> that's kind of long-winded, but that's kind of where we're at. It's deep. There's a whole layer that I can go into, but yeah, that's kind of where it started. And I think, okay, I'm going to add even more. One other thing that was really fascinating to me was just learning um, the status of Micronesians in terms of uh, how immigration and how uh, the, 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 the COFA citizens, right? right. 
the compact of free association and that relationship of the U.S. and their nation, the Marshall, uh, the Republic of the Marshall Islands, the Federated States of Micronesia, the Republic of Palau, and how um, the relationship with these nations and the way that they are, um, they are their own sovereign nations, but because of the the U.S. military presence within the Pacific has given leeway for many of their communities to come to the U.S. and they have certain rights and freedoms because of that agreement. And most people, again, haven't really delved into that. And so that's something, and as a theater artist and as an artist, we found ways to kind of really open up those conversations and to inform people that, no, no that, you know, th these folks are here for every reason, you know, why they're, and, and the reasons why are, are multiple, are multiple. They're climate refugees for some of them. For some of them, it's economics. For some of them, it's education. That's why they're coming here to the U.S. for all these opportunities. But they have every right to be here because their nations, our government, the U.S. government has this relationship with their nations. So to say that there's just a lot of uh, interwoven layers and complex layers where with the general public, the locals in Hawaii who have been here in many ways kind of see this and go, hey, all these Micronesians, they come in here, they're taking up all the services and stuff like that. And it's like, well, you know, look further, look beyond that. Let's see what, you know, why don't you question that? Why don't you question why? Rather than just blaming, rather than just pointing fingers. And so that's, to me, what has been really impactful and powerful for the community and specifically for us through theater. And that's the, 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 the format that I work in is that it provides a voice for the voiceless. It provides that, 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 that platform for folks to tell their story. And, and we can bring both sides. I want to be able to, to, to have those conversations and they're hard. They're hard, courageous conversations to have because it's about, you know, uh, we've learned so much uh, from the Micronesian community. And again, some of those are layered in for me about learning what Micronesian is the Federated States of Micronesia as far as the nation, but also the region of Micronesia, which includes, you know, Guam, which is a U.S. territory, which is a whole nother conversation. Right. So. Um, through through working with the Micronesian Health Advisory uh, Coalition and you know Senta through her program Pacific Voices, which is a, a intergenerational program that really focuses on culture and specifically Micronesian culture and specifically I think Chukis culture because that's what uh, that's where you know Senta is from. Uh, those have been the the ways in which we help develop the work through theater workshops. We do theater exercises with everyone. And then through that, uh, gave us the stories and the content uh, to craft Masters of the Current, the play, which we got to tour, which is so awesome. It's great to hear about the learning that you've been able to do through this creative process. And also really exciting to hear that you've been able to go on tour. Could you tell us where you've performed and what those performances have been like? Oh my gosh, I, I got so many. So it all started, uh, our highlight, it began with, so in developing a show, it takes a lot of funding and a lot of time. So in the pre-development of it, we actually partnered with Honolulu Theater for Youth 
in the development stages of it. So there were various different um, stages of development. The, we had what we call community sharings in which we had worked with the community and brought basically a culmination sharing of pieces uh, like skits as well as scenes as well as poems and movements from the community. And that was a cast of about 30, 30 or more people. And they're all from the community mixed in with uh, professional actors and artists like ourselves. And then, uh, and then we then had to, as we were thinking of developing a piece to tour, we had to downsize um, how many performers there were. And, and so that's where um, we started to really craft the play. And it led us to working with, uh, specifically creating three major characters, which are three Micronesian youth um, who then uh, kind of go through this experience in Hawaii. Uh, and that was crafted in the development again with Honolulu Theatre for Youth. And then our first presentation or performance of it was at Honolulu Theatre for Youth. We were part of their season in 2017. And we had a good uh, three-week run with schools coming in to see the show and kids coming in to see the show. And and to say that one of our challenges as artists was like, where do we find these uh, theater artists from the community? Because for us, representation is important. Um, again, that's why I say when we do our work, it's, it's not just uh, coming into a community and taking the stories and then recasting it with whoever we want. It is working with the community. And so the cast that we, we did uh, choose were from the community through our workshops. We got to work with them. And so in a sense, they were in these workshops. And in the process, we saw that they had these opportunities and talents to be able to be on stage. And we helped uh, uh, teach them. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the world of the theater. And so we, we did a run at Honolulu Theater for Youth. And then our first tour was actually um, intra-island. And we went to the Maui Cultural uh, Arts and Community Center in Maui. And then we also went to University of Hawaii Hilo um, Performing Arts Center. Uh, and then after that, it, we did uh, San Francisco. We went to San Francisco and performed at Brava Theater for the Arts. Um, and then uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And all these places, uh, part of the reasons why we toured there was because we have relationships with presenters there that also had connections to either Micronesian or, at least for us, we looked at the, the, the areas. And there are Micronesian people in, um, in Minnesota. There's Micronesian and Polynesian uh, Pacific Islanders in the Bay Area. Uh, and so in all the performances, I think uh, we've had a mixture of audiences. I think the, be the one of the most memorable one was at the University of, uh, he the University of uh, Hawaii Hilo at the Performing Arts Center, where there was a huge amount of uh, <laughs> uh, Pacific Islander and Micronesian audience members. And man, that was so, it was one of those things where audiences recognized you know, their, their culture, their community, their island, to the point where uh, in the beginning of the, the piece, I kind of, because it's very, um, I mean, new in terms of like, well, what is Micronesia? Who's Micronesia? And, and so as I'm mentioning the islands, 
uh, like when I say Chuck and we say hello in Chuck, all the people out there were like, ah! screaming and yelling. When I say, yeah, they were like, yeah, you know, I mean, it was just like, so what the, the word to me is validating. It just validates the power of theater, the power of recognition, the power of representation. And the fact that audience members afterwards, as they saw the play at the end of it said, oh, that's like my uncle. That's like my auntie. That's like my grandma. That's like my kid dealing with these issues. And so that, that was one of the, the highlights. The other thing for me about uh, when we went to the Big Island was also there was a need, a really strong need for that type of work to be able to have conversations. We actually were invited by a middle school from Kona to come and do a workshop with their kids. They were kids from uh, Marshall Islands and Yap, and there was actually an issue in the school where there was some bullying that was happening to them. And there was actually, I think, a, a, I don't know if it was a fight or a confrontation, but between the, the Micronesian kids and the other kids. Uh, and, I, and so we were asked to come in to help uh, through the arts kind of uh, open up those conversations and doors. And through the work that we do, that's what happened. And it was just beautiful to be able to do that. Um, and so that's kind of some of the, the, the responses that have happened in the tours. Another really beautiful story is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we were performing specifically in Minneapolis, which is uh, the, the, the big city there. But the community of Micronesians and specifically Chukis were three hours away in a town called Milan, uh, um, Milan, Minnesota. There's actually about, I think, 500 community members. It's a rural town. And many of them had moved there because I think of the uh, poultry factory that are there for work. And and they're 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 the newest ones going in there and they're coming into a Scandinavian community. <laughs> and so it's this really interesting place. I'm like, what how did you all end up here? But it was economics, it was opportunity. But we um actually drove from Minneapolis to Milan, three hours away, to connect with the community and to share with them a little bit of the, the play. And it was so powerful because it was bringing the arts into their community. And it was, um, we did it in a gym. We, we, we did an excerpt of one of the pieces in the gym. We also did a workshop. And it was interesting because uh, within the culture, there's such a separation of genders. And so all the men were on one side, all the women were on the other side. And so with our team of artists, myself and Leilani, and then our cast members like Innocenta, we all split up. And then we were in a circle together working with the community, doing theater exercises, like saying your name and expressing yourself with your body. And it was the most wild experience because we were in a gym and the, the, the women were laughing and then we were laughing, the men were laughing. <laughs> so it was like this, this cacophony, but it was such a beautiful community experience. And it was the first time that many of them had seen or heard of uh, a theatrical performance in this way, reflecting their community. And then, so some of them were able to come and see the, 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 full performance in a theater, I think 60 of them, they were bused in. There was a bus arranged for them to come and see one of the performances. 
And to say that that was just so powerful and empowering to to be able to um, connect the community uh, in a way that you know other theater artists wouldn't be able to. So we do a lot of community engagement work, and that's been really really powerful. Um, to be, and so every tour we've done, we that's kind of what we do as as theater artists. We um, help the presenters to connect with the community and involve, try to involve the community as best as we can. It's amazing to hear about those tour experiences. I actually grew up in Minnesota and I had no idea there was such a big Chukis community in rural Minnesota. <laughs> right? And, and, and I'll add to that because, you know, as we're doing the work, we're trying to figure out, like, where, where can we take the work and where can we take the work where the community would be there? And there are communities, obviously, I mean, we're reading up about them. Um, in Portland, Oregon, there's a large uh, Micronesian community that's growing. Uh, also, Springdale, uh, Arkansas, of all places, there is a Marshallese community there. And like we're like, hey, let's find a way to bring it to, you know, Arkansas. There's also a community in, I believe, St. Louis uh, in that area as well. And then we, so when we were doing the show in Minneapolis, somebody from Oklahoma, who is, uh, I think, from uh, the Marshallese community, like, contacted us and said, hey, can we come and see this? So we're like, yeah, come. So just to say that there are pockets of growing communities of Micronesians, um, you know, and I think the other thing is, again, going back to representation of how even for us, you know, the understanding of the Pacific and the people of Oceania is so complex, right? We got Polynesians, we got Micronesians, like, who are they? And the way that the, I guess, American education and the way that we kind of label and look at things is just like, it doesn't... Uh, it's not equitable in terms of representation. Does that make sense? Uh, similar to as we talk about, okay, we're all lumped in as Asian Pacific Islanders, especially here on the continent. Of like, well, what is this API thing? Well, guess what? There's, Asian American is a huge, huge, huge. I mean, it's a huge continent, huge representation. Even from what, uh, one country, there are many possibly different ethnic groups and different regional differences. And so, similarly. For the Micronesians, it's the same thing. I mean, they come here and you're labeled as Micronesian, but not realizing that, okay, there's more to it than that. We don't identify as that. We identify as from, I'm from Koshai, and not even from Koshai. I'm from specifically a corner of Koshai that that's kind of how I identify. So those are the things that for me has been powerful. And I related to my own experience because as a La, I, I consider, I identify as a Lao American. But within that, I also know that as a Lao American, I am also of two different ethnic communities. Because on my mother's side, we're Laolum. On my father's side, we're uh, Lao Teng. And not many people know that Laos has 49 different ethnic communities. And so just because I'm, and you know, and even the label of Lao American, Laotian, how does one identify? And so to, to instead of lump everyone into, oh, you're this or you're that, you know, Rather than asking people, well, how do you identify? How do you see yourself? What do you, you know? And so that's something I think theater really does well because it really provides, again, uh, a platform for people to really share um, the complexities of oneself and our humanity. I'm curious to hear more about the play itself and particularly the stories of the three teenagers at the heart of the play because it sounds like the cast members were also very much involved in the development process of it. 
So could you tell us more about those stories? And I'm curious, too, if the cast members themselves brought personal experiences into the writing of those stories. That, that's a great question. And definitely the answer is all yes to that. Um, in developing the work, many of the, the, the cast members, so there's um, the three main cast members uh, and including Innocenta. So let me just break it down. The cast, there's only five people in the cast. Three, uh, four of them are all from Micronesia. I am in the cast and I'm the only one who's not Micronesian, but I play a Micronesian. Um, but the others are all Micronesian. We've got uh, representation from Chuk. Um, uh, one of the other characters, he is from, uh, he was born in Saipan, but he is of mixed uh, Pacific Islander heritage. I think he's uh, part, uh, he, he says he's uh, part Chukese and, and, and part, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Saipan. I, 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 I'm trying to remember what his mix is. And then um, the other person is Koshayan. Uh, one of our cast members is part Koshayan. And so uh, they, uh, in terms of the cast, it's just been wonderful because they have learned for themselves to be able to, as we talk with them about the issues, it actually does come from personal experiences. And so like for the, the play, let, let me give you a quick, the play really is about following these youth. Two of them have wished recently arrived to the uh, to Hawaii. No, one of them just recently arrived to Hawaii, but two of them have been in Hawaii for so, for a while. And in their process of being in Hawaii, they've kind of been um, trained by locals to like don't show your skirt, you know, hide your culture. And then uh, the the third youth who comes, she realized she's coming in and she's it's the first time, and she's realizing that oh. I never knew that you could get bullied for just being Micronesian. And so those are some of the, the issues that came up. And one of them actually is based on a story about uh, uh, one of the youth from Micronesia who actually was uh, bu bullied and beaten up um, by a group of his friends. And, and they, didn't, they didn't beat him up until they realized he was Micronesian. So that's the kind of uh, stories that came out from the workshops. And so the cast members definitely did bring in their own experiences and observations from within their community. I think one of the other pieces that really came out, or at least one of the scenes, was um, the word cockroach. Now, this was really heated. I never knew this, but when we were doing a workshop with some of the youth there, um, they, uh, I, I think my prompt was, you know, in your community, I see... And then one of them said cockroach. And we thought it was just, you know, seeing it's cockroaches, man. It's, it's Hawaii. But not realizing that what he was saying, and then we realized that later was that cockroach meaning us. That's how they see us, us Micronesians as cockroaches. And that really hit because I was just like, why? You're being called cockroaches? Um, and, you know, and so th those are some of the hard uh incidences and situations that for me that was really disheartening and I wanted to know more about like well why is this why is this happening uh, how can we help to change the narrative or at least open up a narrative that is different from what people are hearing about the community um, and to me because of my experiences I mean you know I mean cockroach is like calling someone here in LA 
like, uh, you know, um, mice or rats or whatever it is here. So uh, that's something that for me was very powerful. Um, but the cast members have, have really themselves grown a lot. Um, and uh, Jermaine K-Pat is, plays one of the uh, uh, characters. And he, his journey is that he uh, grew up in Kalihi, um, graduated from Farrington, and now he's touring with us. Um, uh, Jaceline uh, is uh, Jaceline and also um, Emerald are the other two cast members, and then Innocenta kind of plays an elder in in the in the in the play, and then I play one of the elders, and we weave in kind of uh, you know ancestral connection with current times um, and current struggles in the play. It's hard to explain. I'm sorry. It's just like one of those things where I'm like, uh, it's best to kind of just uh, obviously see it. But that's kind of the journey in itself uh, of the play. So I, I hope that helps. <laughs> it's really significant to hear Tieta's approach to making theater because it's you have such an integrated approach. You know, it's not just about representation. It's also about getting the community involved in creating the story itself. So you end up with these performances that make an impact on people's perceptions and then the cast that has gone through this whole learning journey and also these transformative experiences happening in the communities through workshops. That's a really multi-layered impact. With this kind of social change that you've been able to have through the medium of theater, what do you see for the future of theater's role in guiding social change in general and for the Micronesian community specifically, I I hope that our play and and our I believe it's already happened. I hope that in the sharing of the work, it has inspired and ignited future artists from the community to to say that you are empowered to share your story. You are empowered to be able to do this thing called theater. And theater isn't just for, um, you know, uh, again, privileged audiences. And when I say privileged, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, in theater up here, it's a lot of wealthy white people. I'm just going to say it. That's really what it is, you know, um, and older, you know. And so it's like it's, it's for everyone and it is for everyone to be able to to learn. And I think one of the most powerful things about theater and working with the communities in this way is that we are getting to see and hear from the communities and sharing in our experiences. And, and here's what for me is really powerful about what we do. Masters of the Currents is what I call a very Micronesian, Micronesian centric play. It's specifically about this community. But in the specificity of this community, there is a lot of universal themes, a lot of universal human themes that we can all connect to. And I think that's what is really powerful about this type of work in which then as an audience member, I may not be part of the community, but in watching what is going on, I realize that there's a lot of commonalities that we have. I struggle the same way. You know, it might be a different situation, but there's some similar differences. Um, one of the examples is generational gap, generational challenges. Every community of culture, uh, every uh, community of color has that. Every immigration 
community has that immigrant where, you know, you got the first generation and then the second generation who's born here. And, oh, you're so American. You're so this. You're losing your culture, you know. And then you've got the older generation who are struggling with the language and the issues and they're dependent on, you know, uh, their, their, their younger generation. And so that to me transcends, a, you know, a specificity because it really speaks to all of our struggles, right? Um, wanting to belong wanting to uh, uh, be able to be validated for who we are. And I think that's what, for me, has been really, really powerful about this. And I really feel that through the work that so far that we have done, we have really, I mean, we're expanding the network of theater artists from these communities and encouraging them to say, hey, write your stories, tell your stories, please, because we need more. We need more. And your stories are important. No matter how difficult and challenging it is, your stories are important. Because, um, because in the end, it is about really learning about yourself and connecting with the world and your community. So that's, I think, for me, what has been really transformative about the process. And I believe I'll be I'll I'll be frank and from what you were saying it's true to me the process is more transformative than the product the product the process really the process in terms of connecting and engaging with each other because through our process we really are about um equity diversity and inclusion we really are about inclusivity and we come in and I and again I I Kira and what we do is that when we come into a community, it's almost like, and it co we come in with respect, with a sense of equality, where it's like, we know these theater skills, we have this theater experience, but but the equality, the 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 thing that um, balances us and puts us uh, in alignment is that the community has their stories, and so it's like we can teach these theater skills, but you have the stories. How can we work together? you know, to be able to do this. And I think that's where, again, from the, when I had mentioned, you know, we're really about working alongside and with the community rather than just, you know, uh, you know, coming in and dropping in and working with community and taking it off. And so, and, and to say that, I think one of the other things is to continue to have relationships with the communities as we enter in. We also, how do we, uh, uh, how do we leave, right? What do we leave behind? And I, I believe the things that we leave behind um, hopefully can still continue to grow. And one of those great anecdotes is actually, so when we were doing the development of it in Honolulu, one of the workshop participants, he's already graduated now. He, he was at Farrington. And um, he actually started a whole theater company himself with the Micronesian students, you know, so basically it was like the Micronesian club. And then they basically use our techniques and our stories to be able to craft stories that they had themselves. And so he actually became a leader and started this group. <laughs> um, so that, that's kind of what I mean by just the, just how powerful and transformative it is for the, for the communities that we work in and specifically with this one, the Micronesian community, but also it's an education for others outside of the community to see more than obviously what you hear in the news 
or what you hear from your neighbors and really kind of go, oh, okay, I can see. Like um, in the in the play, I think one of the big things we talk about is how um, the 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 misconceptions of the community. And one of the big things is uh, culturally, when a young person you don't look someone in the eye because it's disrespectful. That's a very, almost like indigenous, almost cultural, uh, you know, faux pas. But when we're here in America, it's a whole different thing. Because, you know, if you don't, if you're a teacher and you have a student from that community who doesn't look you in the eye, you're thinking they're not paying attention. They're not, and, and that's wrong, you know. And so to have that almost cultural education, uh, cultural uh, competency is important for the teacher or for the authoritarian to understand. And I think that's where even, uh, you know, the community and I, I know there's, so in the, uh, to say that in addition, we are actually hoping to continue to work with the community to create another piece that really focuses on another layer, another theme, which is um, police brutality and police uh, 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 in, uh, on, authority with like looking at the community and, and profiling them like you know and so that's something that is like how do we that's a big issue that's been a big issue and i think it's been something that um uh site uh is that i remember psychap that happened uh the the the, the killing of uh, i remember with the police really yeah was really something that um was a spark that was similar to like the george floyd situation with Black Lives Matter. And so I think that's something that, um, you know, it's really, gosh, powerful. And so we're trying to figure out how to develop more in terms of that relationship with the the systems that are in place that are really unfair. Like how do we, and that's the justice system, that is the health system. And like, what do we know about the community that's really putting them in a disadvantage? Because that's why they're struggling. So those are some of the issues that I think um, in moving forward, uh, you know, what has opened up for, for us and then also for the community in terms of theater and this project. So there's a second production idea in the works that you just mentioned. What else is coming up ahead? You know, what's next for Masters of the Currents? Will there be more performances or more opportunities for people listening to this to still see it? Yes, definitely. Um we are working hard right now to see if we can uh, present again. Uh, we are still touring, and it's just a matter of working with presenters. There's been interest from um, uh, the Big Island again for us to return, and possibly to Waimea, to Kahilu Theater. So we're talking with them. Uh, we are talking with uh, Boston. I think there's a, um, a college there that's, that's interested in bringing us out. Um, Upcoming would be, we're going to, uh, so we are part of the uh, Coalition of Asian American Theater Artists. There's going to be a virtual presentation coming up in May, and we will be part of a panel to, to, to center it on Pacific Islanders. And so we will be part of that. And that's sometime in May. Um, so that's through, uh, and it's the National Asian American Theater Festival and Conference. So that's uh, that's what's coming up. But I'm excited to be able to, you know, uh, part of the challenge is we're still, right, figuring out how to deal with this thing called the pandemic and COVID. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, as things are opening up, 
we were hoping and knocking on wood for more opportunities for the play to be presented and and to to be able to to have opportunities to share more of the work um and you know it's wonderful to be able to you know hawaii people's fund to get whatever funding we can get to be able to do this really important work thank you so much for speaking with us today thank you for this time Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me and me with additional support from Mickey. Our theme music is Revolutionary from the band Ukla the Mock, written and sung by Mickey Hui Hui. Production of this podcast is supported by a fellowship from Princeton University. Thank you to our community donors and to you, our audience, for listening. In our next episode, we'll be speaking with the Chukis Language Association. If we don't do it, we may lose our language and culture, but it's never too too late to start now. You don't want to miss it.